icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like, are you an overbuyer or underbuyer, a morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Countess speaking. We have arrived. We don't come, we're not the same, okay? This is you, this is me. We don't talk to you. With Lady Gaga and Anna Sandberg, the guy that did it did my dress. Part of it. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! You're crazy! Go to sleep! Well, 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 well. Holla! The only thing that is artificial or fake about me. This. What? Hi. Surprise! You gotta be kidding. You have to be effing kidding. Are you, Jill just walked in. I don't get it. I don't know what to say. Turtle time. You're a drunk. You know what? It's just awful what she just did to me. I feel so bad I can't even concentrate because my dad sounds like he's uh, not even coherent. It's so hurtful what she just said to me. You know what, Bethany? We are done. Wait, Wait look at it. You had your breast redone again? Because someone said that. I read, I read that in the news that you had your breast redone for the second time. Is that true? Really? There is a packing order. I think you're a know-it-all. Maybe I know it all. Mention it all. Stop. That water. Stop. Water. I don't know water. the word. Water. Water. My husband. It's not my Please don't let it be about Tom. It's about Tom. You fool. You don't 
support women. I'm very, very upset and hurt that you have the audacity. I want you to get me wet. Did I ask you to get me wet? No. Don't tell me anything, motherfucker. Did you learn that in prison? I've been traveling. I've been to prison. And I just want to be close to home. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Okay, Satchel's a gold. Al Sharpton. Honey, it is. Don't call me honey. So be cool. Don't be all, like, uncool. Why? It's a classic case of systematic bullying. Johan, baby face. Yeah. Soft face. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We are back. Roni is back. I'm so excited. I put together the little best of Roni clip package that you heard at the beginning of this episode. And look, I know it was very long. I tried to, I tried to cut it down, but honestly, I didn't want to cut it down any further than I did because all of those clips are iconic. And I just wanted us to be reminded of where we've come. We've come so far. We've had so many iconic moments. This is truly my favorite show on TV. I think it's the greatest show of all time. I think it's the best show of our current time, of all time. I think it's right up there with like the greatest Breaking Bads and Sopranos and Sex and the City and all the best shows we think of. I truly believe that Roni's right up there at the top. I think they give us drama. They give us laughs. They give us suspense. They give us music. They give us so, so much. And I'm so thrilled that these girls are back. Before I get into this episode, this premiere episode, I want to say that we will be covering The Real Houses of New York all season. I'll be doing these recaps, and I'm very excited, similarly to how I've been doing Vanderpump Rules. Sometimes there'll be guests, sometimes it'll just be me. This week is just me, so I apologize if you are one of the people that like, you know, some people tell me they're like, we like when you have a guest, and then other people tell me they like when it's solo. Look, I get it. This one's going to be solo, and we'll have guests coming up. I have some fun guests planned, uh, but today is just me. And then I want to say, I know we've had a lot of episodes lately. There's been so much to cover. And Lohan, the MTV Lohan show, wraps next week. So next week will be our last episode of that. And then we'll focus on Vanderpump Rules and Roni. And then we'll have some interviews and some other fun stuff within that. Uh, But, you know, unfortunately, Beverly Hills is firing on all cylinders. But unfortunately, there's just too much to get to. So I'll try to sprinkle that in where I can. But we'll be covering regularly Vanderpump Rules and Roni. And I'm trying to do as much as I can, but, you know. Real House in New Jersey, that wrapped up this week, right before the Real House in New York premiere. Real The Jersey Wives, you know, I thought the reunion ended a little bit on a whimper. I think Margaret had the best season overall. I don't trust anyone that doesn't think Danielle's crazy, so I find it odd. <laughs> I find it odd that Teresa doesn't think Danielle's crazy. I mean, at the end, when they were giving, like, gifts to Teresa, I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> like, why is no one acknowledging this. It was like, I didn't understand why they didn't flashback. Do you remember in the season, like maybe two or three reunion of Jersey, when Danielle hugged Jacqueline for an extended period of time, and it was very awkward and uncomfortable? Danielle basically did the same thing this reunion, and I didn't know why they didn't flashback to that. But Danielle is, let's just say, fucking nuts. And I don't don't understand. But I'm not saying I want her off my TV. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. But anyway, it ended, and Teresa got a bunch of gifts, which was weird. 
that was the end of the season. But we have to get into New York. You guys, like I said, it's favorite show on TV. We open with a previously on, and it's like we're reminded of all the things that happened at the end of last season. We got the Dorinda versus Lou. Lou went back into rehab after her children tried to sue her, which is dark stuff. <laughs> that whole opening, I'm I'm laughing like the pool guy laughed at Ramona drowning. Like I'm laughing out of uncomfortability because that previously on, it was like, oh my God, lots going on. Lots happen. It's all happening, Sheena Shea. And, you know, it's very dark stuff. That whole opening sequence of like the previously on and like the catching us up, where it's like Dennis passed away. And like, I mean, a lot of dark stuff going on in New York. And I was at the edge of my seat. Like, I don't find New York is always a little dark, but they have so much humor in New York that I feel like it's always so balanced. Whereas I, think with like Real Houses of Beverly Hills, they have like really dark seasons and then seasons where nothing happens. And I think it's because those women just aren't as like naturally funny. Like the New York wives have like this really dark underbelly and undercurrent of like things of happening and deaths and divorce and, uh, you know, drinking too much and, and even alleged drug use sometimes and all that kind of stuff. But then we have Sonia fucking putting up a towel with duct tape in her new home. (laughs) It's like, we're in heaven. We're in heaven. So I never feel like it's too dark. But that whole previously on, they did put, (laughs) did you guys notice, they put a black and white filter over Luann's picture when it was like she didn't show up to the reunion. (laughs) That was like the funniest part to me because... It was like when they were referencing Luann not showing up to the reunion, that's when it like went to black and white footage. <laughs> like, that's the most serious thing that happened. Like, not the fact that her kids tried to sue her. It was like that she didn't show up to the reunion. <laughs> she went back to rehab. We do know from the previous reunion and this little catch up that Bethany did the intervention for Lou. And we learned this episode that Barbara, Babs, I'm going to call her, she was one of the people doing the intervention with B. So there you go. Heard it here. Heard it on this episode first. And we see a little bit more about Bethany and her relationship with Dennis. It like segued right into that. Bethany said their relationship was always gray. It wasn't black and white. It was gray. Dennis passed away. And then we see Bethany crying about Dennis. And it was so heartbreaking to watch. I mean, it was an explosive opening. So sad. So heartbreaking. So much. And we needed we needed to lighten it up, right? Like we needed something. We needed some of that humor, some of that heart. In previous seasons, they would have cut to Sonia. Every other season, we would have had like something really, really dark, and then we would have gone to Sonia, like fucking plugging up her toilet with a BlackBerry, <laughs> you know, something like that. But this episode, did you notice? We're we're witnessing a transition of power, and instead of transitioning to Sonia, we transitioned into Tinsley who was with a moving truck, Scott gave her a car, and we saw her just on the streets of New York get in that car. And look, Tinsley's become sort of like the new kooky underdog, and I'm here for it. I like Tinsley, you guys. I think she's like a light breath of fresh air. She's got some drama. She's got some weird shit happening. But I find her, for the most part, just like pretty, you know, easy breezy. And I think we do need that. We do need someone who's just kind of easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. (laughs) So, and I'm happy Scott is giving her his car. I don't think it's the right decision on Scott's part. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that they should stay together and be in different states while she films a TV show and he does his other work. 
I don't understand their relationship at all, and I don't think it's real. I think it's mostly a sham. But good for her for getting the car, right? So then, you know, we're catching up with all the girls. We see Sonia, she's running with her dog, Marley, and she reveals that she has to run so that he can poop. And all I was thinking about this scene, she said that the dog needs to run in order to poop. And I get, look, dogs, when they get older, they they have different, you know, pooping patterns and all that kind of stuff. So do these women. <laughs> if we learned anything from season 10, last season of this show, it's that these women, as they get older, they have different pooping patterns. Because we do know that Ramona pooped on the floor in Cartagena. <laughs> they all got diarrhea. I'll never forget Lou leaving Cartagena and, you know, saying while mic'd that she left the, she left the hotel, the ultimate gift in reference to her shitting on the floor and the walls. I mean, who, who could forget? <laughs> I miss these women so much, you guys. I love them so much. I'm so happy. I'm, like, so happy. I'm so happy. I am so happy. I'll say it, but said it before, and I'll say it again, you guys. I'm in cloud nine. I'm so thrilled that these women are back in my life. And I want them to see them talking about poop. So we see Sonia. Oh, I do want to say, too, as a little preface, I'm not one who's into poop humor. I'm not normally. But look, these women are, so I'm going to talk about it. If Sonia's talking about her dog shit, I'm going to too. So I apologize if you're not into that. Uh, you know, I sorry in advance. But I learned that these Roni women like to talk about their shits. So we all have to accept that and move on. So we're catching up with all the girls. Lou, she's on the phone with Victoria, and she's talking about her cabaret. She tells Victoria, her daughter on the phone, that she's going to add girl code into the cabaret. and. I, for one, am shocked that this cabaret is still going on. You guys, I looked it up. I did my research before watching the episode. This cabaret show of Luann's has been going on for now over a year. Her first performance was the first week in March of last year. We are in the first week in March of this year. She's been doing this for a full fucking year. Now, raise your hands if you thought that Lou would be doing a year tour of her cabaret show. I don't I don't believe any of you could have raised your hands. I don't think any of us thought it would be a full year. She's now pa- surpassed a year. She's still going. I got tickets for May. I'm going in May to see her at the Wiltern in LA. And it's just never stopping. It's all happening. It's never stopping. I don't know where it'll end. She's been doing the US. I'm certain that she's going to go overseas. I'm sure she'll perform in Morocco. You know. I just cannot believe it. I'm shocked that it's still going on. And I'm shocked that she decided to add Girl Code to the mix. Because when I saw her the first time, she only did, I think, two of her own songs. <laughs> she did two of her songs. <laughs> and it was such a mess. <laughs> such, such a fucking mess. <laughs> Can't sing for shit. <laughs> Worst voice I've ever heard in my life, but it was the best time I've ever had. I will say, I'm going back again. I, I'm the first to say that I couldn't believe it was going on for a whole year, but here I am over a year later, and i am got my tickets to go for a second round. You know, and despite it being maybe the worst show I've ever seen, it's still the best time I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it's just so much fun. I mean, you're surrounded by housewife lovers. I encourage you all to go get a ticket. But I, I've said this before. I really want her to just go to Vegas and have a residency in Vegas. I don't like her touring. And I don't know that it's good. I don't know. I'm not one to judge sobriety. And she would know better than I would. I want to say that up front. But I think it would maybe be helpful to be in one spot, you know, have a residency. I think that would be good for someone. But 
maybe not, I don't know about Vegas, but that's what, you know, I remember reading interviews with, about Britney and it was like good for her to be in one location. So I would like Lou to just be at the fucking Golden Nugget in Vegas so I can go anytime I want, you know, just hop on a southwest, southwest flight to Vegas and see my Lou, you know? But I was very excited that she asked Victoria to come on stage to do Girl Code because I didn't see Girl Code. So that leads me to believe that hopefully the next time I see Lou, she's going to be doing Girl Code. You know, because when I saw her, it was just like, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Countess speaking. And look, I loved it. I felt like I had arrived when I heard her, you know, doing that in her baritone. And I love, I love the baritone. I truly do. I think it's such a thrill to see her on stage. And, you know, she, I was looking at interviews that she's been doing for press for this show. She was on the Today Show with Kathy Lee Hoda, and she was telling Kathy, Kathy Lee asked, like, you know, why did you decide to do this cabaret show, or if you always wanted to do this? And Lou said, well, she always liked telling jokes and doing comedy and hosting parties and singing, so this was a perfect fit. So, you know, we're here to decide if it's a perfect fit, and I think it is. But shocking that it's been over a year. And by the way, I know I'm harping on this, but she's performing at the Wiltern here in LA, which is a huge venue. The first time she performed here, it was like a smallish venue. And I cannot believe that she's doing the will turn. Like, that's like a big deal. Like, wh- what's next? The Staples Center? <laughs> what? Where does it end? Lou's just at the fucking Staples Center like Kelly Clarkson, you, you know, just singing uh, Chic C'est La Vie. Can't believe it. Anyway, uh, then we see, we catch up with Bethany. She's at her Hamptons house. She's doing a photo shoot for the jeans. She looks amazing. Bethany, I think, looks better than ever. Although she did go to the bathroom and cry, which was sad. It's so sad to watch. She's grieving. She's grieving. Then we cut to Ramona's very gray apartment. And I like it. She just renovated this apartment, but it's very gray. It is. And then I wrote in my notes, I'm so happy. I know I've said that a hundred times, but I just wrote that in my notes and I felt like we need to talk about it here. I'm just so happy. Then uh, we see Dorinda. Dorinda meets up with Luke, who is her trainer. He's a very hot man with an accent. And she's walking with him. He's kind of got like a like a Chris Evans vibe, did you notice? But with an accent, and I think he's gay. But I really was into him. And Dorinda's into this, like, new health kick. And it's, you know, Dorinda was on this show before. I don't know if you remember. Right before the reunion, she called into this show. And she told me she was, like, really focused on her fitness and stuff. And it looks like she's leaning into that. She's been really focused on her fitness. And I hope it doesn't mean we're going to lose drunk Dorinda completely. but. I think we're going to lose like a little bit of it. However, we do know that she gets drunk in the Berkshires. I don't know if they'll show it, but we know from Bethany's social media that when they took that trip, Dorinda was like fucking wasted because we saw it on Bethany's Instagram. So she, you know, she's uh, devoted to this exercise. We do get a montage of drunk Dorinda, which was fun of the editors. And <laughs> they just show all the times, not even all the times, it was like a handful of the times that Dorinda was drunk. And my favorite. My favorite is when they were in Cartagena last season, and she's talking to Carol, and her makeup looks like the fucking Joker. And Dorinda just says, "I don't care if you are the biggest heroin order, heroin addict, prostitute on the street. I would never shame you. I would invite you to my house and say, what the fuck's going on? I don't care if you're. I don't care if you're a heroin addict. I'd invite you to my home, and I'd say, what the fuck is going on?" <laughs> she's 100% like Harry Carey in that clip <laughs> remember Will Ferrell used to do Harry Carey 
like, you could be the biggest fucking heroin addict I've ever met in my life. And I'd still invite you in my home, sit you on the couch, make you some tea, and I'd say, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> What's fun about that story is you know it's happened. You know that Dorinda and John, or maybe just Dorinda Solo, was walking home one night after the bar, and Dorinda saw a heroin addict on the street, and she said, hey, what's your name? And Dorinda was pretty drunk, and she said, hey, what's your name? And he said, you know, Joe. (laughs) She said, Joe, come in my house, come on. And she walked Joe into her home, and said, Joe, sit on my couch. And then Joe sat on the couch. Dorinda mixed herself which she thought was a Moscow mule, but it was just tequila and soda water. <laughs> tequila, soda water. And then she probably put some like random marinara sauce in it because she had already been drinking. <laughs> tequila, soda water, and Trader Joe's marinara. That's the cocktail she made while Joe was sitting on the couch. And she says, Joe, you want a drink? And he says, you know, I'm a heroin addict. And then <laughs> Narenda said, what the fuck's going on? And then she just sat down and he told her her story. And we know everyone has a story. Everyone has a story Different as night and day And everyone has their own journey Some follow their path Some wander away Everyone has a story. And Joe told her that story that night. That's how I like to believe that this happened. I, of course, don't have proof or facts, but I believe that Dorinda really connected with a heroin addict named Joe. And that's why she told Carol... I don't care if you're the biggest heroin addict in the world. I'd invite you over and I'd say, what the fuck is up? So that's what I'm choosing to believe. (laughs) That's the history I believe. Anyway, then we cut to Bethany and her friends. And I like that we've seen these friends before. I think I saw some people online on Twitter. They didn't recognize these people. Look, I'm a historian. I recognize these two women. And I can't remember if it's just from Roni or from the spinoff. You know, I just rewatched the spinoff last year. Uh, Highly recommended. Bethany getting married, Bethany ever after. It is chilling. It is shocking. It is something that you will not believe. Rewatch it. It's phenomenal TV, but also like the darkest thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, the arc of Bethany and Jason is truly something that's never been seen on TV ever since or before then. It's craziness. But anyway, I recognize these girls from, I think that, but they are her friends from back home. So like they're her friends. And I like that we've seen them before because I think some of the criticism of Bethany is that she like doesn't have friends or keep friends, but she does. And she has that gay friend, Jake, who has appeared time and again. So I think she does have these people, maybe even in Bethany versus Frederick, not Bethany versus Frederick, <laughs> Bethany and Frederick. I watched every episode of that. I was the only one, but these girls maybe appeared on that. I think that Jake appeared on that too. So, you know, for 10 plus years, we've been seeing these people. But that's one of the common criticisms of Bethany. It's that she doesn't keep friends. But look, I've seen things. I've seen things. Also, that show might have succeeded if it was called Bethany versus Frederick. I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe a reboot is in order. Anyway, Bethany, you know, she's crying again. She's crying to these friends. She said Dennis just right died three weeks ago, which is surprising to me that she's filming if this this man that was so close to her died three weeks ago. And it really, if anyone's watching Beverly Hills Housewives, it's just interesting to compare. And it, it's not, everyone deals with grief completely differently. So I'm not saying that. It's just, it's an interesting comparison because it's like we're dealing with grief on that other show and we're dealing with grief here. So it's, I don't know, interesting to me to look at how different people deal with it. I just find it fascinating. Anyway, then Bethany reads a text. She said she sent Dennis a text, a letter. 
And then she said Bryn, her daughter, texted him too. Now look, we know that Bethany's always showed us everything. She showed us peeing on the fucking stick when she was pregnant. She's shown us everything. I thought this was like a little bit icky. Like, I liked that. I, I would get if she was reading the text that she sent Dennis after he passed. Like, she's showing us her life. I get it. What was icky to me was her reading the Bryn text. Because it's like, Bryn never signed up for this. Like, Bryn, this, Bryn's older now. She's getting older. I just felt like it was a little expensive. What's the word? Exploitative? I don't know if I'm saying that properly, but exploitive. I just didn't like that she was like, this is the letter my daughter sent to my you know, ex who has passed. And again, everyone grieves differently, so maybe it was just like a miscalculation or something, but it made me feel a little bit icky. I thought it was too much. But then, again, Bethany's always shared everything. My problem with it was it was like not her sharing her stuff, it was her sharing Bryn. I didn't like that. So... I love her houses, though. I always love Bethany's decor. It's, like, classy, a little bit modern, but, like, still cozy. You know what I mean? I just like her decor. Then we cut to, speaking of decor, then we cut to Sonia's new place. Ooh, child. (laughs) As Ira always says on Twitter, ooh, child, the ghetto. (laughs) I, look, you guys, this is Sonia's new apartment. I'm glad she sold the townhouse. I was so excited to see it when they told us we were going to Sonia's new place. I was thrilled. Ramona showed up in a kitten heel, which I love Ramona in a kitten heel. It looked like a very small heel. She said she had three dates later going up, coming up. That's when she arrived at Sonia's house. She said, I got three dates. But then she also, <laughs> excuse me, she also said she had drinks and dinner. So that's two dates. So I wondered, like, was one of those doubled up? I don't know. Unclear. Anyway, and also just as Ramona was showing up, Sonia had to put on her underwear. God, I love Sonia. Love her, love her, love her. She looks phenomenal in her confessional. She's got that, like, sort of dynasty dress on. But we see her new place, and I was so excited to see it. But then also, like, I I got kind of sad when I saw it. Because it was two-bedroom, two-bath. I'm so happy for her. I think it's so good of her to t- sell that townhouse. It looked very nice. It just was, you know, it. I don't, it, I don't know. We'll get into it a little bit more a little bit later. But there was something about the house that bummed me out a little bit. Anyway, it was also revealed that Sonia, she likes to smell men. She starts with the back of their neck. So that's how she does her mating ritual. And I like smelling men. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. What a weird sentence to say. <laughs> I, like, I like the smell of man. And I don't have anywhere else I'm going with that. I just like to shout that from the rooftops. Way to go, men. <laughs> I love dick. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. We cut to <laughs> we got to one of my favorite scenes, which was Lou on a Vespa. Now, this was giving me Lizzie McGuire vibes. I don't know if you guys saw the Lizzie McGuire movie. I did multiple times in theaters. I I pretended to be straight when the Lizzie McGuire movie came out. However, I did see it multiple times in theaters. So somebody should have known. Somebody should have known. I was asking every friend I could get to go to with me to the movies. <laughs> I think I was in high school or something when the Lizzie McGuire movie came out, and I remember just like asking girlfriends, I was like, do you want to go see Lizzie McGuire? And then they would be like, didn't you already see it? And I was like, I don't know. It's just, you know, nothing else to see. <laughs> nothing else to see. Might as well go see it. <laughs> it's like, I had like five ticket stubs from the Lizzie McGuire movie, all for me. Anyway, Lou has these Vespas that were just like the movie. And we got our first glimpse of Barbara, Babs. She showed up. And we'll all remember that interview that Ramona gave to Enter or E Online, where she said Barbara doesn't get an apple, and Barbara didn't get an apple. 
but I was still surprised by how much Barbara we got this episode. Was it a mistake to not give Barbara an apple? I don't know. But she showed up, and we know that she's been on the show before. She talked shit about Tom to Carol back a couple seasons ago before Lou got married. I don't know. Lou sits down with Barbara, and they talk. They talk about how the kids sued Lou, and she had a relapse and went back to rehab. She's really, I mean, Lou has been on such a journey with us all these years. Such a journey. Then I was very surprised because I saw Babs and I thought, we're just going to get a little glimpse of her. Then she got a confessional, which was surprising to me. And then she revealed she was one of the three that did the intervention with with Bethany for Luann, which was surprising. Lou was drinking out of the girl code mug. Did anyone notice that? It said hashtag girl code. Remember when she really leaned into that catchphrase? (laughs) I love when the girls lean into a catchphrase. I'm just like waiting. Dorinda's the, you know, biggest culprit of that or the biggest, uh, person to do that. She always is like leaning into a catchphrase. I'm just waiting. What's her catchphrase this season? You know, clip, clip. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care if you're the biggest heroin addict in the world. I'd bring you into my home and I'd say, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> anyway, I love Lou. I love Lou and I want her sober and I want her healthy and happy. And I'm just so happy for her that she seems to be doing well. So then Lou and Babs ride off on that Vespa. Did you guys did you guys think that they were going to ride off on separate Vespas? Because I did. There were two Vespas there, and yet they decided to take one Vespa into the city. And I would have liked to follow them on those Vespas. I thought maybe a cameraman was going to get on the other one and we get to, you know, follow him into town. But, you know, speaking of Lizzie McGuire movie, I was brought back. It looked like I was watching Lizzie and Paolo um, in the movie, but it was just Lou and Babs. You know, looking great. I'm always excited for like a new housewife. Babs is new to us, and I'm always excited to see like what her glow up's going to be. Because all of these women, uh, not that she, Babs looks bad at all or that she needs a glow up, but these women always get a glow up. Everyone on TV does after the first season. So I'm like, where are we going to go with Babs? What's she going to look like next season? I'm excited. She looks great, though. I think, you know, we don't need her to look any other way. Anyway, then we cut to commercial. I saw a Don't Be Tardy commercial, and one of the Beerman boys was dabbing, and I just shook my head. I wrote that in my notes. I needed, <laughs> I need to know that I'm being heard. You all need to hear that. One of the Beerman boys was dabbing, and I just said, Taylor Armstrong, enough. And then I moved on. <laughs> then we cut to Tinsley and Dorinda. They meet at Mr. Turk, which I thought was just a gay underwear brand, but apparently they sell women's clothes. No clue. Did not know that at all. I thought it was like one of those gay underwear brands that I see on Instagram, that I follow on Instagram which is like hot guys wearing hot gay men in, you know, these underwear on Instagram, like a two exist or like what's one of the other ones? I don't know. But apparently it's female clothing. So I learned something new this episode. I learned something new. And I wrote in my notes here, do I wish they kept Carol instead of Tinsley? Because I know a lot of you hated Carol. I got a lot of heat last season for, you know, sticking up for Carol sometimes. But I just think it would have been interesting to see the Bethany and Carol dynamic another season, to see them navigating their friendship, especially after Bethany just went through this thing that Carol had a similar, not completely the same, but a similar loss in her life with a loved one. I think it would have been an interesting water to navigate, and I sort of feel like we were robbed of that a little bit. However, I just want to say that I went on in my notes to write, never mind, I love Tinsley. So, you know. Just want to say that. I did miss Carol a little bit. I, 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 there, I said it. But now we said it. 
So you guys, Dorinda shows up, they're shopping at this Mr. Turk, they're trying on outfits. And look, Dorinda, I love her to death, but I don't really know her style. I don't think Dorinda knows her style. I feel like she just wears whatever clothes come her way. And her style is just whatever John shows up with from the cleaners. Because I can't make heads or tails. Like, all the girls sort of have, like, their look. And I feel like Dorinda's is always all over the place. I love her. She looks great. But it's like, whatever John brings home is what she's putting on. I don't know. Dorinda was talking about grief, too. And she said about how people deal with grief. And it put into perspective a little bit, like, with the Erica Jane and Vanderpump in Beverly Hills. Because I was thinking, Dorinda was saying that, you know, sometimes you just need to give people space. And that's what Erica did. And she got so much heat for it on Beverly Hills. And then here we are in New York, where Tinsley was saying, you know, I, I think Tinsley said she maybe text or something. And so it's like, Bethany wasn't on camera saying, oh, I'm so pissed at Tinsley. I don't know. So it was an interesting, you know, it's always interesting to compare. And that's why I watch every episode of Every Housewives. Because, you know, we get a larger picture. We do. We get a bigger picture. <laughs> so then we cut back to Sonia in her house, her apartment. And we meet her assistant, Taylor, who I don't think we've ever met before, but she was making a very large breakfast for Sonia. It was toast with peanut butter and honey, two pieces, coffee, water, oatmeal, a fruit cup. I frankly think it was too much breakfast, which I don't even know if it was breakfast. I don't think they gave us a timestamp. It could have been four in the afternoon. Who knows with Sonia? But the fact is, she brought a large meal over to Sonia's bed, and it seemed like too much. I mean, I don't, I don't think Sonia ate all of it, and so I feel it was wasteful, but maybe she gave some to the dog. I did really like Taylor, though. I don't think she's paid. I don't think that these <laughs> interns or assistants of Sonia's are ever paid, and I don't approve of that. Just want to go on record to say that I don't approve of her hiring these college students to work for her in this capacity. I know that the kids like to be on TV, but it is ultimately sort of humiliating. Like, I know Pickles, like, she got some good screen time out of this gig, but ultimately, like, when she looks back on it in five to ten years, I don't know that she's going to be proud of her work. So, you know, they're young. When I was that age, when I was 20 years old, would I have loved to be Sonia's assistant? Yes. I don't know. Maybe still now. Who knows? Maybe st- I would still probably do it. So, you know what? Good for you, Taylor. <laughs> Give Taylor an apple. <laughs> Taylor deserved an apple. <laughs> Taylor deserved an apple. She did tell Sonia. Sonia wanted to paint the walls yellow, and Taylor was like, um, yellow reminds me of an old lady. And she was right. Give Taylor an apple. Hashtag give Taylor an apple. And then not only that, she also helped Sonia duct tape a towel to the window. And Sonia said it was fine because it was classy because it was monogrammed. And I could not believe this scene, you guys. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. So she, she said she wanted to get fucked. She said she wanted to be coming and have to see, you know, out the fucking window. And I get that. I get that. You move into a new place. You know, you want to you wanna get some dick. And so you don't want everyone to see it. She didn't want everyone to be displayed on the world. But I just felt like maybe get some curtain, maybe like rush a curtain job in there. You know, she said they couldn't do it until they painted or something like that. I just feel like there could have been a better option instead of duct taping to the wall monogram towels. You know, imagine me and the guy that goes in. She said she has a Netflix and chill guy, which I'd love to know what they're watching. I'd love to know what they're watching. And I have Sonya on the show. I already did the interview. She's going to be on on Monday. But... I, would have, I wish I would have asked that. I wish I would have known what they watch. Like, do you think she's, like, watching the Umbrella Academy on Netflix? Like, what Netflix show is Sonya watching? I need to know. 
but the apartment you guys it's just small and maybe it's because we're coming from the townhouse which was bigger even though it was like a mess i still felt like the townhouse was so much bigger and so it is weird to see sonia in this being still the gray garden z where she's like always on the bed and it's smaller this season and something about it creeps me out but i'm happy it looks clean and nice and new and it's responsible of her i'm sure it's like a good price point for her but something about it bummed me out I'm just saying. I'm being honest. Then we cut to Ramona's house in the Hamptons. Coco's still kicking. I love my Coco. You know, Coco's been with us for so long. And I was glad to see a little glimpse of Coco. Now, you guys know how in between the scenes they do these little, like, these transitional things where it's like the ladies are dressed up in, like, their intro outfits, like their dresses. And they're on a green screen or whatever. And it says, like, Ramona. And they do, like, a little, like, you know, elbow point to the camera. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like in between scenes. So we go to Sonia and then we cut to Ramona and then we see this little transition where it just says Ramona in big font on the screen and we see a Ramona at the studio green screen or whatever in front of black a black screen and and she does that little twirl or like elbow thing to the camera. I just want to say that Ramona's been on the TV for this is the 11th season and her transitional poses have always been fucking crazy. <laughs> she seemingly has never gotten comfortable with these transitional poses. She always looks fucking nuts. And I'm not even going to mention how it looks like maybe there's filler in just half her face. I don't know. Like, something's going on with Ramona's face, and we're not acknowledging it. No one is. We saw at the reunion last season, she had that fucking eye problem. No one said a goddamn word about it. Why haven't we gotten any answers? Couldn't someone have addressed that? Like, the editors? I don't know. Andy should have said something at the reunion, but now we're past the reunion. Like, somebody should have mentioned it. Bethany, when she's talking to Lou, should have been like, you know, what the fuck's going on with Ramona's eye? Or Ramona, when she's talking to Rina, she just said, hey, my eye's fucked up. Remember on Beverly Hills how Kyle told us her eye's fucked up? I would have liked some acknowledgement of why Ramona's face is lopsided. <laughs> it's, two, <laughs> it's going at two different speeds, and I need answers. There's two, <laughs> two different faces happening on Ramona. They both look phenomenal. It's no shade. They both look amazing. I just would like some acknowledgement of, like, what's happening. I don't know if anyone's watching that show Doom Patrol, but on Doom Patrol, there's this beautiful woman who she turns into the blob, and sometimes like she half turns into it, and that's looks like what's going on with Ramona, and I would just like some acknowledgement that Ramona's a superhero. I've always known it in my heart, but Ramona should be part of the Doom, Doom Patrol, because that's exactly what's going on with her face. It's just half it's moving, half it's not. And again, I want to say that both of them look amazing. I think every woman and man should be able to do plastic surgery, whatever they want to do, fillers, whatever makes them happy and makes them feel good. I would just like some clarification because I think it's distracting and particularly with that reunion moment. But this whole episode, I thought like one of her lips was like half of it was bigger. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I would just like us to get some answers. But again, she looks phenomenal. Did you see her in the pool when the pool guy showed up? She looked so fucking good. Her body's amazing. Her face looks phenomenal. That ageless skincare is out now. I'm like, I'm going to go buy it. I need to try it out. Looks amazing. So this pool guy shows up, and he's going to teach her how to swim. We know Ramona doesn't know how to swim. She's always got that fucking noodle. I was very excited for this pool man to show up. I spent the whole scene trying to determine if I thought he was attractive or not. Ultimately, I landed on yes. And he sh- Ramona was flirting right off the bat. She said she wanted to learn how to swim because she could have died on that boat trip from hell. And they did a little flashback for us. Of course, we can never forget that boat trip. 
What a moment. What a television scene. A scene for the ages. And Ramona said to the pool guy, she said, I could have died. I didn't know how to swim. I could have died. And he laughed in her face. <laughs> Straight laugh. Which, that's what I do when I'm uncomfortable with something, like, or if something, I'm talking about something serious or whatever. Sometimes I laugh. I think a lot of us do that. We get the church giggles. Can't help it. But there was a little flashback to it. When he smiled, I laughed. Uh, Ramona, we see her in the pool with the noodle where she's learning to swim with this guy. She's flawlessly flirting. He said, I can only do the breaststroke. I got good breasts. <laughs> I can't do a Ramona. I need to work on a Ramona. <laughs> I got good breasts. She said to him, <laughs> I'm flexible. I'm flexible. What are you going to do? I got to I'm flexible. <laughs> that doesn't sound like her. That's a bad impression. Ignore that. <laughs> but anyway, she said she's got good breasts. And I appreciate that. She does. She's proud of it. And I think she fucked the pool guy. I think it ultimately happened. That's where I'm landing. She did also say, <laughs> she said she's flexible. <laughs> and he asked her to choose like between these two rafts, like black and yellow. She's like, yellow, yellow, yellow gets the fellow. And I thought, that's our catchphrase. We need that on a pillow. I would like to buy that on tea towels, pillows, shower curtains. You know, Ramona, sell the merch with yellow, yellow gets the fellow. Sell yellow merch with it. And of course, it's a callback to Sonia's yellow walls. You know, yellow makes you think of an old lady, and then here was Ramona getting the yellow pool float. Live for it. Then we cut to Sonia and Tinsley, who are driving to the Hamptons, and they're both drinking Diet Coke, you guys. And you know how I feel about Diet Coke girls and gays. Women and gay men who drink Diet Coke are more fun than the rest of the people, the rest of the population. They're always good time gals. Women and gay men are good time gals when they're drinking Diet Coke. And I saw Tinsley and Sonia both doing it. And I was like, there's my girls. That's why these women are so fun. That's why they're good time gals. And it really made me turn a corner with Tinsley because I thought, oh, okay, Tinsley's a good time gal. If I was ever maybe on the fence about it, I was back on board with Tinsley here because she was drinking the Diet Coke. And so they take Scott's car. Do you remember like Tinsley's very first scene when she had that toy car with the dog? I don't know. Great moment. <laughs> Great moment. Tinsley also can't drive. They're driving, and she can't drive. She drives like me, which, if any of you are listening, well, you're all listening, but never get in a car with me. I cannot drive. Terrible driver. Should not be behind the wheel of a car. Please do not get my... If I offer to drive, just say no. <laughs> just say, nope. Not gonna do it. But I loved watching them drive. I would have watched two hours of Tinsley and Sonia in the car driving. So fun. I love these girls doing anything. They're just fun. They're fun, and they're dramatic. And I, I want to hear him talking. I want to hear him exploring the world. Ah, I love them. Then we cut to Bethany's house. Bethany's putting out a spread for Babs and Lou. And we see a close-up of her cocktail napkins. They say, I don't make the same mistake twice. I make them six, seven times to make sure I'm sure. Something like that. Which I thought was just funny that the camera people were like, we're going to zoom in on that. <laughs> that home goods napkin collection. going to zoom in. And then Bethany did something that I just want to point out, and then I'll quickly move past. She put out a fish platter. She said she hadn't put out a fish platter in a while, and she was putting together a fish platter. It looked like shellfish. And I'm not going to address Bethany's fish allergy because I got in too much trouble the last time I tried to do that. But I thought it was interesting. Here's all I'll say. I'm not doubting her allergy. I'm not, I'm not doubting people's allergy. I want to be up clear and upfront about that. But I do want to say it was an interesting choice for the editors to focus on the fish. They lingered on it. They lingered on it, and I feel like something more is coming about that. Something more is happening. So just, I want to point that out. 
because they lingered on it. And we know Bethany has this fish allergy, so there was something there where they were lingering on it. Or at least they thought maybe they needed to linger on it for future purposes. You know how they flash back in future seasons? Something's going on there. But that's all I'll say. Now we set up. Anyway, they, uh, Lou and Babs show up. Babs shows up with the toolkit. She said, instead of flowers, I brought you this toolkit, which was a choice. You know, Bethany's ex just passed away and you showed up with a fucking toolkit of yours to give her. I mean, it was a choice. And Barbara Babs is really leaning into this tool motif. She, on my Instagram, of course, commented with a hammer emoji. So she's, which I think is fantastic. I'm excited for her to own that emoji. I think it's great branding to own emoji. You know, use it all the time. I think Bab should use it on her Instagram, Twitter. Always use the hammer emoji. It's good branding for her. But it was a little overboard this episode. She was like talking a lot about hammers and tools. And Lou kept being like, you're my DIY gal. (laughs) You're my DIY gal. (laughs) There was like a lot of tool stuff happening. and. It just seemed like she leaned in a little too hard, but I appreciated the branding, and I think it's smart. So good on her, but also maybe just a touch too much. A touch too much. And then Bethany said she got a text from Dennis's daughter, which was heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. All of the Bethany-Dennis stuff broke my heart. It made me sad. And Bethany crying on camera makes me sad. It's the same. I feel that way about Candy on Atlanta. Atlanta's kind of... You guys, I'm not loving Atlanta. And I was very excited about this last week's Atlanta episode. I'm going to do an aside here. This last week of Atlanta, I thought we were going to get like an amazing episode because they really hyped it up. We saw a preview of like Nini grabbing the cameraman. And I thought it was going to be this thrilling drama that we haven't seen all season. But then ultimately, it like fell flat to me because it was just about Portia and Candy going into Nini's closet, which I totally understood why Nini wouldn't want them in her closet. Like I got that. But it was just like so anticlimactic to me. And then they ended it with a to be continued. And I thought, what do you to be continued on? You go in the closet and tell them to get out of your fucking closet. It just felt, it felt like bleh to me. I love all the girls on Atlanta. I do want to say that. But I was just disappointed by this week's episode. And I know some people have been asking about Atlanta. And there's my thoughts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. 
Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flown at Activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, they just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, and also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. So then uh, we cut to Dorinda and Ramona. Dorinda shows up at Ramona's house. She said she always brings a nest candle. Now, I want to say that I love a nest candle. I have multiple pumpkin nest candles that I bought around the holidays that I stored up because I love them so, so much. But I love all the nest. I love their whole holiday collection. You know, The View, my favorite show <laughs> besides Roni. The View does this thing, this segment called View Your Deal, where they give you like discounts on certain products. Well, they have nest candles on there a lot. And so whenever they do, I buy them in bulk because they're always 50% off. And they're an expensive candle. But you know I love a candle, you guys. I love a candle. A lot of people, speaking of candles, have been asking about my Skinny Girl candle. Around the holidays, I bought a Skinny Girl candle that Bethany had been advertising. I didn't purposely buy the candle. I went to the website, and I hit one button. And then it took an eye scan, and then all of a sudden my phone ordered it for me. And it sent to the wrong address, and I couldn't get in touch. People were wondering, did I ever get the candle? I never got the candle. I had been asking the Skinny Girl customer service multiple times if they could resend the candle because they had the wrong address, which I had provided them the right address. I had emailed them and said, I need to change the address. I emailed them within two minutes of the order placing via my retina. But... (laughs) But they never updated the address, and so I never got the candle, and then they eventually stopped responding to my emails. They never refunded me or resent the candle. And then I had to email from a separate 
account from a new account. And I said, you're not responding to my other emails, so you're clearly blocking me. And then eventually, after about two months and reaching out via a different email, I did get my refund. So I didn't get the candle, but I did get the refund. So people asking how the candle was, I have no idea. I never got it. Very upsetting. Anyway, where were we? Dorinda gave Ramona the Nest candle in a bag that said like Tom and Lou, or it was like Tom and Lou's initials, which was a dark thing to do. <laughs> that was that was a fucked up thing to do, Dorinda. Like, wasn't that fucked up? Dorinda just showed up with a bag that said the fucking like, you know, Lou Tom. I don't know. It was like, was it the initials or something? <laughs> Unclear. It said like Lou and Tom's initials, LT, and she just gave it to Ramona. It was like such a weird kind of shade. I feel like Dorinda thought she was going to be like shady and it was going to be funny, but then ultimately it backfired because it was just kind of weird. But again, I love Dorinda. I'm not talking bad. I I feel like I'm talking a lot of bad shit about Dorinda, but I love her. I love her to death. You know, she'll invite her heroin addict into your house and (laughs) she'll say, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Sit him down and say, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Oh, I love my Dorinda. Anyway, then. We see these two scenes, so it's like Dorinda and Ramona talking about the situation with Luann, and then we also see Bethany, Babs, and Luann talking about Dorinda. And Dorinda cries. She says, look, I want to make up with, or, 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 you know, I'm really hurt by this whole Luann situation. Then the other girls are talking, Babs is having like a clam bake, which I'm surprised they're giving her an event. They must have thought she was going to be a main housewife. They must have thought that. But anyway... Luann says, you can't invite Dorinda to that. I don't want to see Dorinda. And so now Babs has to disinvite Dorinda, which is going to be some drama. Going to be some drama. Before Lou tells Babs to disinvite her, though, Lou says, what are you trying to do, matchmaker? She says, matchmaker, matchmaker, make me an argument. But she said it like, so she was trying to do that rhyme, like, she was trying to do a little nursery rhyme or like joke or whatever. But she's like, matchmaker matchmaker make me uh, 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 make me an argument you know like she got caught up on our words and i thought it was very poor improv comedy i look i'm not one to judge but i would just suggest that maybe lou takes a second city class or hops in a groundlings because her improvised skills this episode were <laughs> her improv skills just could maybe use a little bit of work that's all i'm saying because that line made no sense. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me an argument. That makes no fucking sense. No goddamn sense. So look, I know these women don't write their lines all the time, but this was just something that made no goddamn sense. And maybe it would be, you know, helpful to take one of those improv classes. Helpful for the cabaret show, because she's doing comedy on the cabaret show. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying everyone should hop in an improv class, but someone who's doing comedy on the road for a year should, <laughs> you know. I'm just jealous that Lou's performing sold-out crowds for over a year. That's truly what it is. Anyway, then uh, Bethany encourages Babs to disinvite Dorinda, which I thought was interesting. This is going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And back at Ramona and Dorinda's, Ramona says that something's going on with Lou. Something's wrong with Lou. I don't know. I don't know. What's going on? What's wrong? It was unclear to me. Like, what's up? There was also that differing story. Like, the girls were saying that Ramona said that Lou was kicked out of a party. It was, like, someone named Chris's party. But then Babs and Lou said, no, they just decided to leave because there was too much drinking going on. I don't know. The truth lies somewhere in the middle. You know, there's three sides to every story. There's Ramona's, (laughs) Ramona's, Lou's, and the real one. And I would like the real one. 
And that's how the episode ends, you guys. I thought it was thrilling, wonderful, five-star. Five-star, not one-star. It was perfect. I'm so happy to be back with these girls. Again, it was more drama than I expected. Because we haven't heard a lot about the drama. But, you know, we have all this stuff with Dennis. We have this Lou stuff. There's a lot of real things going on. There's fantastic comedy. I mean, just Sonia with the fucking towel on the window. I mean, do you get any better comedy than that? It's perfection. There's just so much wonderfulness to go around. And I said it before, I could watch these women just read the phone book, go about their daily lives. Like, I don't need a lot of drama with this franchise. Some of the other ones, I need drama to be going on for it to be interesting. Like Orange County, I don't want to just watch the Orange County women be. New York, I just want to watch, I'm happy to watch them be, or I'm happy to watch them I'm happy to watch them be strong or <laughs> or just go about their days. You know? I just feel good. I feel good. And I'm feel whole that they're back. I, I truly just feel like we're back. The trailer for the upcoming season, we already broke that down. I broke that down on this show. We see it again at the end of the episode. It looks like so many great things. A lot of, you know, bisexuality, lesbianism happening, which I approve of. Everyone's making out. It seems like Babs has more of a presence than I expected, which is exciting. Where's her apple? I don't know. I have some lingering questions that I hope to have answered by the end of the season. Number one, I'd like to know where Bethany's driver Kevin is. We haven't seen him on our social media in a while. I'd like to know what happened. Hopefully we'll get an answer to that story. We also see Bethany grieving, and she's talking to someone who in the trailer looks like maybe a therapist. I don't know. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was just someone who she's working with, or maybe just a random guy on the street. But she's talking to someone as a therapist. And I'd like to know, where's Dr. Amador? Dr. Amador was on multiple seasons of this show. He's been on this show before. He's called into Everything Iconic, and we chatted with him. I'd like to know, will we see him again? Bethany needs to see him after this tragedy. I'd like him to pop up once in a while. Dr. Amador is the voice of reason for Bethany. And I truly believe like those therapy scenes were good on TV. They were good on TV. And he really seemed to understand her. And he also was a catalyst for drama. Don't forget on her spinoff, he, you know, fucked up the boat and got them lost at sea, <laughs> which was a ratings bonanza. <laughs> he literally lost them at sea. So we know he knows how to make drama. So I'd like to see or know where Dr. Amador is. So let's get an SOS on Dr. Amador and Kevin. And let's enjoy this ride. You guys, I'm so excited. I'm going to have some fun special guests coming up. Like I said, we have a Sonia on Monday, the episode on Monday. Sonia is going to call in, and I'm super excited. It's a crossover episode with The Daily Dish, and it's a Monday's little bonus crossover episode. It's going to be all about Scary Island. And you guys, I talked to Sonia exclusively about Scary Island, and it is juicy. I can't wait for you guys to hear it, so tune into that on Monday. We'll also have the Vanderpump Rules recap after the episode. Next week, again, is our last episode of Lohan Beach Club, so we'll have that. And then also a Roni recap. So another full week next week. I'm going to be slowing down a little bit. I'm trying my best to slow down. Lohan will be out of the way. My goal is to break it down to like two episodes a week tops. It's not going to be next week, but I just want to put that out there. I'm working too hard, <laughs> and I love you all, and I love all of this that we're talking about, but Danny needs a little bit of a break. And so, you know, I apologize for not covering Beverly Hills regularly and not covering Atlanta regularly. But I'm trying to sprinkle it in where I can. I'm doing my best. I love you all. I want to say, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. I want to thank Samsung Technologies for sponsoring the show. And if you want to support this podcast and you want access to the bonus episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. 
click the Become a Patron button, and for $4 or more per month, you get access to all the bonus episodes. And more importantly, you just support this podcast. So I'm guaranteeing one bonus episode over there a month. And then I'm trying to do a little bit more, but I'm sorry to keep plugging that, but gotta do it. Gotta do it. Anyway, I want to do a little cooldown. We haven't done these cooldowns as regularly lately, but I want us to do a little cooldown. We just had this explosive, wonderful episode of Roni. So let's all take a deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Now think of your favorite Roni moment. Breathe out. And just think back. I have so many moments. I played all those clips at the beginning of this episode because I love so many of the moments. Scary Island's my favorite, but so many wonderful moments they've given us. So let's just all think about the gifts these women have given us, and let's just go forth in this upcoming season of Roni, and let's all get along, and let's support these women, and let's not tear each other apart. If the season ends up getting a little divisive, I don't know that it will, but if it does, let's try to respect each other's opinions, and let's not be overly mean to these women on social media or each other on social media. Let's all just be happy that they're giving us such great TV, because they really are entertaining us, and we are not worthy. Anyway, I love you all so much for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. In this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. 
Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.